The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Gardaí are treating two men as suspects in an investigation into the disappearance of Annie McCarrick in 1993. Now, this comes as the case has been upgraded from a missing persons inquiry to a murder investigation. I'm joined on the line by crime editor with the Irish Daily Star, Michael O'Toole. Michael, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now, this is, uh, it came out of the blue, as it were. Um, Annie McCarrick disappeared, we were told, somewhere in the Enniscary area, never to be seen again. But there have been movements in the case in the last little while. Yeah, so the, the anniversary of Miss uh, McCarrick's disappearance was in 26th of March, and Gardy had a press conference at that stage, and they announced uh, that it had been upgraded to a missing uh, to a murder case that was previously a missing persons case. As you'll know, Pat, there are I think seven or eight missing women in the Leinster area, which was part of Operation Trace, set up by Pat Bird in 19, 1999, and uh, Annie McCarrick was one of them. But uh, Gardy have upgraded it to murder. Now that was as as a result of the serious crime review team, what you and I would call the cold case unit, looked at it made recommendations and the way it works is they look at it and they send it back to the investigating team. Now that investigating team is based at Irishtown in south central Dublin and that's where uh, Miss McCarrick lived in that area. She sort of lived in the, in the Sandy Mount area. Now you're quite right, there had for years been a focus on Enniscary because she was, uh, there was a setting of her on a bus and there was a sighting of her at Glencullar, which is a, at Johnny Fox's pub, which is about, I think it's about four or five kilometres from Enniscary, so still in that area. And and anybody who saw the RT documentary the other night, there was another lady who said her mother saw what she believes to be, whom she believes to be Annie McCarrick in a cafe in Enniscary around the same time. Now, I'm not saying it was a, people are entitled to give evidence and give, give witness statements and that sort of thing, but I think it's fair to say that the focus of the investigation wasn't in Iscari. It has now moved back to Sandy Mount, where Miss McCarrick lived. And we know that she was spotted at, in the AIB bank in Sandyford on Friday, the 26th of March, 1993. And that's the last confirmed sighting of her. Yeah. And uh, I think Guardia are now very much focusing on the Sandy Mount Dublin 4 area. And they believe that is where the answer lies to the mystery of Annie McCarrick. So uh, all the... Um allegations over the years that she had disappeared in Enniscary was part of maybe a pattern of women disappearing in the uh, greater Leinster area. This may not be part of the story at all, that it was much more local to the place where she was living at the time, which was Sandy Mount in, in Dublin 4. That's exactly it, Pat. She, as I say, she was spotted. There is a concrete spotting because she's caught on camera in the AIB bank. Uh, in, in in that area on the Friday, and that's the focus. Look, people, there were, we know that there was a worker at Johnny Fox's pub who honestly was, and I spoke to somebody who interviewed him, was of the honest belief that he saw Annie McCarrick there and that there was a man paying for her. You may remember a man paid for her to get in because he didn't have money. I think it was a, a folk night or whatever. Guardy now do not believe that. They can't rule it out. They can't rule out any of the sightings. What they are sure about is she was in the AEB bank. And mm. for whatever reason, we know that the serious crime review team has looked at it, has made recommendations. It's not a murder case. And the focus is very much on these two men who are also, would have connections and knowledge of the Dublin 4 area. Now, these two men, are they still living? Yes. Um, so they were, they were, they were, they were, they were in their early to mid 20s, roughly around the same age as Miss McCarrick when she disappeared. So yes, they are still living and they're uh, 
yeah, you know, Gardaí obviously know who they are. Yeah, uh, Gardaí know who they are. Um, they have gone, it uh, it appears from the reporting, to prosper. So uh, maybe more than just the Gardaí know who they are. Um, you, you wonder where the investigation goes to from here. It's a very cold case. It is, but as, as was pointed out to me, um, a murder investigation is different from a missing persons case because there, there are resources thrown at it. You know, there, you know, you bring in specialist units and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it is ratcheting up the investigation several notches, and it is a very big uh, thing for Gardy to tr- turn a missing persons case into a, a murder case. Deirdre Jacob, you'll remember, Deirdre Jacob uh, vanished in Kildare. 1998. She was another lady invest, uh, search for under Operation Trace. That's been upgraded to murder. And we know, for example, that uh, Gardy sent a file in relation to a man in relation to David Jacob asking for that man to be prosecuted uh, with murder. Now, the DPP decided not to run it. There was evidence there. Now, look, you know the way things work, but we mm. journalists get to hear very little of what actually is going on. We're scrabbling away. So we don't know what exact evidence the guards have against these people or against these men or what, what information they have. But it is a murder case, and these two men are very much the focus, and yeah. it has definitely shifted up, shifted up a gear in the last few months. And, and they are reported to, to be uh, brothers and successful in property and other things at the moment, but no more than that uh, do we know or can yeah. we say. There is one disturbing aspect to this, and it appears that, and we're going back to the days of facts, that friends of Annie McCarrick in the United States uh, were concerned about her disappearance, and they relayed to the Gardaí by facts uh, some allegations that she had expressed concern about a man she was seeing who had struck her while drunk and that therefore she was somewhat fearful of him in this relationship. Um, do we have any idea why the Gardaí didn't follow up on this? The investigation team say they did not get those faxes. So we'll go back to 1993. Now, obviously, there were no emails and there was no, I suppose, chain of evidence and there was no trail that things can be traced back. So all the, ev- the investigating team are saying is, they didn't get them. Now, they regard that as a very serious thing. We don't know where the faxes were sent, for example. Who, who knows? But no, I mean, that is quite a big issue because, you know, I'll put it this way, Pat. Gardy, these two people that we're talking about today, they're not new to the Garda investigation. We know that they were spoken to around the time of Annie McCarrick's disappearance. We know that there were concerns about uh, one man specifically, so it's not new, but look, you know, people were mentioned in these faxes. Apparently, it's four or five of Annie's friends in America faxed Gardy. They disappeared, so it's a mystery, really. It's a mystery, and it's a disturbing mystery, too. But as you say, um, fax sent to whatever number, who was at the fax machine, who tore the faxes off the machine, What did they bin them, did they not understand the significance of them? Uh, there may have been a lot of stuff coming into Gardaí at the time about the disappearance, which was very much covered because an American uh, going missing um, is, you know, a significant thing, you know, tourism and all the rest of it, the downstream effects. So there was a lot of publicity about Annie McCarrick at the time, but um, maybe there was so much stuff coming in that some guard somewhere just dismissed the arrival of the faxes. Let, let me give you, a, a, you know, an example. Pat, if you, if you think about the Yorkshire Ripper in, in, in England, there was so much information coming in there and there was so, and it was all paperwork before computers really and before emails and that sort of thing. And sometimes the fact that, the, the, the amount of material is so vast that things get lost. We know that Peter Sutcliffe was mentioned in various pieces of information, but there was just 
so many inf- so many different pieces of information. And after that, the British uh, police set up this computer system called Homes. Ireland has one called Viclass, which is something similar. It's all about plating information and bringing everything together. We live in an IT age. We didn't back in 1993. So who knows where they went? Michael O'Toole, Crime Editor with the Irish Daily Star. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.